Hey y'all, welcome back to Always Alley. It's been a hot second. Um, it's been a couple months actually. I've just kind of been getting into the swing of first semester of, you know, real nursing school and kind of figuring out how to study for these exams and do things in lab. So um, I've really put all my focus in that, but I just took my lab final and things are kind of slowing down before finals. So I'm like, you know what? I want to sit down and record a few podcasts um, so I can post them all until the new year. So I'm excited because I have a few things to talk about. It's been a while. Um, So today I wanted to talk about um, things I kind of wish I knew moving to college with type 1 diabetes, um, primarily kind of focusing on um, the healthcare aspect of that. So I'm excited to start talking about that. But before we begin, I just want to start with highs and lows. So hi, of this week. It's Monday, so (laughs) I have my Monday. Um, I actually passed my uh, final for my lab, and it was a full head-to-toe assessment, so it was um, 30 minutes of literally assessing, like, everything from, like, vital signs to, like, cranial nerves to reflexes and, you know, assessing and examining and cardiac and respiratory, all the good stuff, so I was really nervous. I've been prepping for a while for this, um, and I passed, so I'm super excited that that's kind of out of the way, and now I can just focus on um, the rest of my finals coming up within the next few weeks, which is so exciting. Um, And then my low of the week, I would say, is trying to deal with getting my new Omnipod 5. I've just been having different issues. Um, You know, I finally got approved for it, and everything was going great, and recently I've been calling back like every two days to try to get this thing in motion and get it shipped to Texas um and I'm just having issues I literally call Omnipod every two days and um obviously you speak to a different person every time and I kind of just start back from square one you know you're on hold for like 20 minutes and then someone answers and then you got to start back from square one and you know talk about how you're approved did insurance approve it yes are you sure yes so it's just been um time consuming is the word i'm looking for um but i talked to someone else yesterday and i mean it sounds like everything's going through um but that's what i thought last week so i don't know hopefully everything really is going through this time um i'm actually probably going to call after i record this podcast again but Um, yeah, I'm really excited to get my Omnipod 5. That'll definitely be a high once that happens, but yeah, just trying to deal with that right now. All my fellow type 1s, I I sure know, um, that healthcare can be difficult, especially on phone calls, so, um, I can't wait to get that all figured out, but without further ado, um, I'm gonna start talking about things I kind of wish I knew moving to college with type 1 diabetes, Um, and kind of piggybacking off of that low, um, I'm going to kind of start with, um, insurance and healthcare. So the first thing I remember as a freshman, really not understanding until I had to figure it out by myself is that insurance isn't accepted at all places. I was on an insurance that was primarily accepted like in my small town city, Um, but really nowhere else, which is great if you're living in the city, but obviously I moved away for college. Um, so I kind of had to find a different insurance route, um, to make sure I got all my type one supplies easily. 
So um, it's really easy. You can always call ahead, whether you're going to a pharmacy or a doctor's office, whatever, just calling ahead or even looking on the website to see what insurances they accept. It just takes a lot of guesswork out of it, and it's um, it'll save you a lot of time. So I definitely recommend just double-checking your insurance wherever you're trying to go, whether pharmacy, doctor's office, other appointments, whatever. So yeah, that's my first big tip. You would think everyone knows that. I mean, maybe everyone does know that, but I did not know that coming in as a freshman. So that was news to me. So in case you don't know, I'll let you know now. <laughs> um, okay, second thing, also kind of similar to that, is um, finding a pharmacy that you like. I feel like I might have talked about this a long time ago, maybe like a year ago. Um, but I originally started out at a pharmacy that I just kind of picked out that was close to school and it was, you know, at one of our local grocery stores here and it was fine. Um, but different things would happen where like they would text me and say my supplies was ready and then I'd get there and it wouldn't be and I, it just wasn't super organized and I kind of thought that was normal because I also dealed, um, dealed, I also dealt with that in my hometown before moving to college um, but it's not normal. I promise it should be easy. It should always be easy. Um, because I switched to a different pharmacy, um, for, I think I switched last year actually, um, for my sophomore and junior year of college. And oh my gosh, it's been so nice. It's just the local pharmacy, um, at my college. It's called literally the TCU pharmacy. And I can place an order the day before and the next day it'll always be there and I just go and I scan my ID, pick it up. It's super easy. I don't even have to talk to anyone. Um, so that's pretty cool. Um, so yeah, making sure you find a pharmacy you like, it just makes all the difference, especially as a diabetic. I mean, you're going to the pharmacy a lot. So I would definitely recommend finding a pharmacy you really like. Don't settle. <laughs> um... So yeah, that's all for kind of pharmacy and healthcare. Um, switching over, during this time in college, you're also probably switching from pediatric to adult, which I did this year as a 20-year-old, <laughs> and I was so nervous, but it actually totally worked in my favor, and I'm so happy I did it. I love my new adult provider, um, and I love that she's so close to home. I originally went out of state for my um, endocrinologist, um, and it was fine. I mean, I was there for many years, many, many years, um, and it was okay. The care was great for a while, but especially as I started to get older, um, I would have questions and need different things that they just couldn't provide for, which is fine, um, but there was also just little things where, like, you know, I'd go in and they would readjust my insulin and then it would cause my number to go super dangerously low at night. And I'd call and be like, hey, can you give me a different adjustment? Like these adjustments that you made um, are making me go low. And they'd be like, oh yeah. And they'd send me the adjustments, which is something I could probably do in my head. Um, but you know, it's, it's your health. You want to double check. So I would always call or email and then I would get like a hundred dollar or two hundred dollar fine on my card and I'd be like wait a second like I don't know it just didn't make sense to me so I started doing everything in my head and making my own calculations and basal rates which worked for a short amount of time I mean it worked for the summer um <laughs> I did that for the summer my a1c was better than ever which is awesome but obviously 
being in college, a little more stressful environment, having a different schedule. Um, it's nice just having someone else be able to really give you those tight calculations, um, which my new provider did. And it was so awesome. So easy. I literally showed up to the place. She came in. She was so sweet. She had everything organized in like this app. I have this app on my phone. I mean, it was so cool. It was so organized. I've never seen anything like it. And um, she asked me if I had any additional questions after my appointment. And I kind of just brought up Omnipod 5 because I had been trying so hard to um, just get on a waiting list on the Omnipod 5 for probably this past year with my old provider. And I was like, yeah, hey, I'd really like to start on the Omnipod 5. I don't really know what that process looks like. I'm on the waiting list, but, you know, like just let me know if there's anything I can do. And she's like, oh yeah, here's, um, here's the pharmacy number and I'll put that order in and it should be ready for you next week. And I just like sat there stunned. I was like, this is a joke. Like it cannot be this easy. So that was really cool just to have, um, everything so dialed in. It made me feel good, um, as a patient. So, um, for those of you switching to adult care, it might actually work in your favor. Um, so, trust me, there's nothing to be scared of when switching care um, if you are switching endocrinologists for college. So, that was pretty cool. Obviously, I'm dealing with Omnipod 5 <laughs> issues, but that's not on their end. Um, this is, I think, more just like a company thing. And shout out to Omnipod. I love you guys. I'm not trying to bash or anything, but we're just having a couple of issues, but it'll work out. I'm excited to get my new Omnipod 5, so I'm hoping by Christmas at the farthest. So we'll see. But yeah, so that was really cool switching pediatrics to adult. Um, and definitely something to note in your head as you're getting older, going through college. Um, it's probably something you'll be asked to do. So there's nothing to be scared of there. Um, next thing I want to talk about, which kind of coincides with everything I was just talking about as well, is um, being proactive about what you need. Mainly um, in what am I trying to say? Mainly, um, oh my gosh, words. I'm sorry. I'm having a brain fart. Um, mainly because people won't return your calls and that's how you're going to, um, get a lot of what you need. You're going to be calling the pharmacy. You're going to be calling your provider. You're going to be calling, you know, whoever. Um, and nine times out of 10, and this isn't anyone's fault, but, um, nine times out of 10, no one's going to call you back, which is fine, but you just have to be really proactive about, um, calling back and getting that supplies that you need, kind of like the Omnipod example I just gave, like, um, you know, calling back every couple of days if that's what it takes to be like, hey, I need my supplies. I know there's an order put in, like, this is for my health. I, I need to get this done. Um, so that's, that's definitely a big thing I learned in college. I wasn't super proactive in high school about that, especially because it's so easy just to, like, have, you know, your parents call while you're younger and you're kind of used to not having to handle and be independent about, um, you know, that side of your type 1 diabetes. So, um, since freshman year, I've kind of been independent handling all of those situations, um, and I've definitely learned to, um, be proactive, return those calls yourself, um, and get what you need, because it's your health and you deserve it, and yeah, so just definitely be proactive. I wish someone told me that freshman year. Um, Next thing I think that would be really helpful um, knowing going into your college years 
is plugging into a um, group in college if you have one, like a club or finding a friend with type 1, which isn't as easy as it sounds, I know. Um, But I'm really lucky my college has a um, type 1 diabetes club, or I don't even know, it's, it's a diabetes club, it's CDN, College Diabetes Network. And I think most big colleges have it. Um, but that was really cool being able to meet a bunch of type 1 diabetics on campus and um, just kind of have that connection, especially if you're so far away from home, being able to have other diabetics in case something were to happen or you needed a pricker or needed to borrow a test strip, um, just kind of having that little safety net. So that's definitely something I'd recommend. Um I know a long time ago I talked about how there was a storm in Texas my freshman year um, and it basically closed down all of Texas for like three weeks, which is fine, but when you can't get to the pharmacy and you use up all your backup insulin and your mom can't send you shipments of supplies because no one's driving, it's kind of scary. So um, being able to have um, a couple type 1 friends on campus where we could kind of help each other out um, was really, really crucial. So that was really cool. So I would definitely recommend finding, um, other type ones. And you'd be surprised how many are around you without you realizing. I probably see a type one diabetic at least once a month, just walking around on campus. I'll like see a CGM on someone's arm or I'll be at the gym and see a pump. So, um, yeah, keep your eyes peeled because there's more than you think, um, on college campuses. So yeah, um, what else do I want to talk about? Um, well, while we're talking about supplies, I would say, um, making sure to bring supplies everywhere you go, even if you don't think you need it. I'm not just talking about the gym and to class, but I mean like going to the grocery store, going to your friend's house, going out. Um, lows are going to happen and highs when you least expect it and you're not in your hometown um most of the time maybe you are and that's awesome but um you know bring those low snacks I personally bring extra um well I bring extra low snacks and I bring extra Humalog Atlantis shots everywhere I go I just have a little compartment in my backpack it usually holds pencils but I just put my Humalog Atlantis pens in there um and that's been really helpful. I also always bring my PDM charger because it always seems to die whenever I'm like having dinner with friends or something because that's how that stuff works, right? So um, recently I've been bringing my PDM charger um, everywhere I go. It's a pretty small charger. So I've just been bringing it with me and it's definitely helped in a couple occasions. So kind of just always keeping that in mind, make things easy for yourself. Um, And then the last thing I want to talk about is having a general routine, and I have talked about that in um, previous episodes, but the older I get in college, I'm actually going to shift from what I've usually talked about with a general routine, Um, and usually if you haven't heard those episodes, I'll talk about like it's so helpful waking up at, you know, 7 a.m. every day and working out at 7.30 and eating at 12.00. And it is super helpful, and that's how I got my A1C um, to be so great in the summers. I had such a great routine. But being in college, especially nursing school, you're going to be stressed, number one, which doesn't help with blood sugars. You're going to have exams on different days. You're going to have different events on different days. It's just not super realistic to be able to have that perfect schedule because no matter how hard you try, like college, there's just going to be different things that pop up. 
So recently I've kind of um, been trying to make little general routines that I'll plan out kind of a day in advance. So like for example, if I know I have a test the next day, that gives me a lot of stress. So in the morning I'll probably wake up a little high. So knowing to maybe have eggs for breakfast so I don't spike my blood sugar before the exam or maybe I'm going to walk to class instead of drive to class so I can kind of um, help my blood sugars out that way. Or whenever I do leg day at the gym, I still have yet to do leg day without having a little blood sugar, but one day we'll get there. Um, But obviously doing leg day, I know that my blood sugar is going to go low. So maybe I will eat something special before or after that I know will work, like a granola bar. So just kind of having general routines in your mind about certain situations that occur frequently um, is super helpful because you're not going to have a perfect routine in college. It's just, I mean, if you do, that's awesome. Props to you. And I have tried to do that and I've tried to be, you know, that girl and that perfect diabetic, but it's just not realistic for me, especially this semester. So having these little general general routines um, definitely have been helpful. So I definitely recommend that. Um, but yeah, I think that's about it for everything I kind of um, wish I knew moving to college. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to be back. I'm probably going to record a couple more podcasts tonight and release them throughout the next couple months. Um, happy almost Thanksgiving. Happy almost Christmas. It's exciting. The holidays are on their way. It's literally my favorite time of year. Um, so yeah, if, um, you guys want more information about type one or anything else I do, you can visit, um, typicaltype1.org or typicaltype1 on Instagram. Thanks.